people of Earth. Welcome to the Drama Club. On this week's episode, we talk about the untimely death of Nipsey Hussle and all the drama surrounding Wendy Williams. And then Steph brings us the scandal all about our favorite cult, Heaven's Gate. This one's a bop, so stay tuned. What up, fam? Feels good, right? Feels good, right? <laughs> yeah, I know it, dude. Yeah. And without further ado, we broadcast some live from CA to NY. Loki, I would eat that shit right now. Like, if this could be like a gallina soup podcast, like, come Ooh. over, dude. <laughs> <laughs> My grandma would love to feed me. She was like, agarre mas, mija, agarre mas. Like, why do they like feeding us? What is that? Because they sometimes didn't have enough. That's true. You know? Huh. So, yeah, so it makes them happy. Yeah. To have like an abundance. I know. Like my grandma would be so happy if I was a little chubs. Just like a little chubs. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> you eating good. Yeah. <laughs> That's true though. Oh, man. We still uh, got it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Man. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Um, it feels good to be home, baby. So a lot of stuff happened while you were gone. T- please tell me because I was about to say I have like I have no idea what happened while I was gone. Well, the biggest thing was Nipsey Hustle. Oh, yes. Because when yeah. my dad picked me up from the airport and he said, <laughs> he said, did you hear <laughs> Stop laughing. Did you hear about that rapper? <laughs> uh, did you hear about that rapper, Husky Trouble? <laughs> oh my God. Yes, man. And I was yes. like, yep, RIP. <laughs> Husky Trouble. That's a good rap name, though. That is a good rap name, low key. That's, <laughs> that's my rap name, Husky, Husky Trouble. Trouble. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> that's the that's the name of Notorious B.I.G.'s son. <laughs> husky trouble. He is he is husky. <laughs> yeah, and he's trouble. Oh man. No, but for real though, R.I.P. That was like the worst fucking news. I know. Shocking. It was so awful. It was crazy when they were like, he's been shot, and I was like, okay. I know. Yeah. Well, you know, hopefully everything's going to be okay. Right. You know, because he's young. So usually a young person, you think they'll 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 make it. Yeah. You know? And people get shot every day. <laughs> yeah. And it was literally like not even an hour later where they were like, he's dead. And I was like, what? Yeah. It's wild. I And the community out here is really feeling it. Yeah, I know. I was just thinking about him, too, because uh, remember that GQ just came out with him and it's Lauren amazing. London. Yeah. And so I, I hadn't thought about him for a while, but then when that when that photo spread came out, I was like, damn, Nipsey looks good. Lauren looks good. Like they look and so he happy. Really loved her. Yeah. They really loved each other. They were like hella standing for one another. Yeah. So that's fucking crazy. And he's just like such an asset to the community and or yeah. was, was such Giving an asset back to the to- community. To his own community instead of like, you know, people just like pack up and move on. Yeah. And they're like, bye. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel really bad for Lauren London, too. She's strong as fuck, though. She's pregnant from what I hear. Yeah. I know that was like the big ass rumor, right? Oh, yeah. It's crazy. 
yeah, I feel for her. Did you see the video of her running into the hospital? Yeah. Ugh. Fucking horrible. Yeah. R.I.P. Nipsey. Yeah. You a real king. Yeah. Rest in paradise, my dude. Hell yeah. Um, did you see Obama's little speech, little thing that he read at his funeral? No. Oh, that shit was good. Ah, I didn't know that Obama was uh, into nip like <laughs> a, that. A crip? <laughs> <laughs> First crip in the White House, baby. <laughs> Uh, I saw, I just saw photos of people at the funeral. Like, I saw Snoop, I saw Stevie Wonder. Oh, yeah, yeah, me too. You just missed Kim K and fucking Kanye and Bali May? No way. Yeah. God damn it. I know. Uh, it's Now you're never going to be a Kardashian. Oh, oh, well, that could be a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It hasn't historically it hasn't gone very well for people that have jumped into that family. I know. I tried to uh ASAP Rocky was on the island while I was I and know. I was like trying to see if I could hit up an after party or something. Yeah. Wendy Williams filed for divorce. That was another thing, and she's really going through something. Yeah. She's been married for how long? Like 20, 20 years? years. Oof. I know. Ooh, girl, I feel for you. I know. Yeah, she's also in that sober living house. I know, dude. I'm pretty shocked by all that. Well, she has a cocaine problem. Yeah, but I didn't know that. You did? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't realize that she just always seems not necessarily put together because as we know, she's had her share of things like when she fainted and like she has Graves disease. Yeah. And I, I, I figure she had her share of problems, but... I thought she had the substance abuse behind her, but I mean, that shit follows you for your whole life. Hell yeah. So, I mean, honestly, good for her for getting help. Hell yeah. And maybe, honestly, the breakdown of her marriage had something to do with it. Yeah, true. So, if she's taking the steps to move on, then that's really good. Yeah, I feel for her. And she's still, like, at work and shit. I I also feel for her because rumor has it, because, you know, she took off from her show for a little bit. I think, like, like a, yeah. a month or two something like that and, yeah and uh I th- was it nick cannon who was the who, who was the temporary Steppin? host yeah i think it probably was. that fool's always doing that shit so nick cannon was hosting and there were people staff members leaking to press saying that like oh they were hoping that wendy would get fired and that nick would replace would be the permanent replacement uh-oh because like they're just tired of her antics or whatever yeah and i was like man that fucking sucks yeah (laughs) that on top of everything yeah and on top of everything like you really don't nick cannon if someone if someone likes nick cannon more than you then ooh, you have a problem (laughs) that's gotta hurt (laughs) wendy williams show has an audience though people love that shit yeah she's like uh she's the ricky lick of her day like she's the yeah she's holding down that sort of kind of talk that time show. slot and yeah. shit yeah for sure whatever i don't see nick cannon bringing in like that kind of a following i but nick cannon shocks me because he's like me too hosting like america's got talent not anymore but like remember yeah. when he was married to mariah and she was always all up in america's got Talent. Yeah, that's wild i can't believe it he's just like always doing things that i think are way above his status i don't know yeah, how for he sure. does it yeah it's like mark mcgrath they should write a book <laughs> like, this is how you finesse your one hit wonder into a hosting gig 
does Nick still have his Mariah tattoo? I hope so. I wouldn't get rid of it. <laughs> Low key, that's the best thing he's ever done. <laughs> I just saw this really great video of Mariah where she was on stage and I guess she had bet one of her backup singers 20 bucks that she could hit one of the high notes that she hasn't been able to hit in a long time. Uh-huh. And like, so she's singing and she's hitting those dolphin notes. Like, wow. Like hitting them, hitting them, hitting them. And then she walks over to her backup singer and you could just see him hand her 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I want to see that. <laughs> Planet Earth about to be recycled. Your only chance to survive or evacuate is to leave with us. All right. We just start because mine is pretty long. Ooh, okay. A long one. I had a lot of time. You know. <laughs> In that case, let's introduce ourselves. Hello, everyone. My name is Stephanie. And hi, everyone. I'm back. And my name is May. And we are the Drama Club. Yeah, El Club de Drama. You guys didn't know we were gone, but we were gone. Yeah. I wasn't gone, but May was gone. Yeah, I was gone, but it's okay. I was kind of gone. <laughs> now we back. I'm gone. <laughs> now we back with uh, your weekly dose of drama, scandal. Uh, celebrity content, reality celebrity content. Yeah, we're here. We are Sometimes here. athletic content, Instagram hoe content. <laughs> We should do a side podcast that's only drama regarding Instagram hosts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely enough content for that podcast. Bus show. I just saw this picture of myself. It came up on my memories for a year or two years ago. Mm-hmm. I got my makeup done, like, test for the wedding. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, God, I look weird. But, like, people really be out there with that much makeup yeah, on Yeah, you shit. look bomb. You look like, no, you look like Kat Von D right there. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> that... Dude, she is going through some shit. Auntie Lawyer said that her makeup brand is doing badly because she's getting so much backlash yeah. for her crazy antics. Yeah. She's talking about like, she's like an anti-vaxxer and mm-hmm. shit. She's all like hella vegan. Like she's vegan to the point where it's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm down for people being vegan. and Me too. Yeah, I'm all about it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not all about it. I just talked about eating gaina. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I don't care. I think that's great. And I think, Fuck, you're a better person than I am. I know, for sure. But she's hella, like, fucking, like, oh, like, to the point where it's, like, preachy. Yeah, and it's the killer combo. It's the anti-vax and the and vegan. And the vegan, right? Yeah. yeah. So. And she's got, like, you know, allegedly some, like, Nazism yeah. in her background that comes yeah, up every I saw once her, in a while. I saw her um, husband defending he has like a nazi tattoo like a nazi symbol tattoo oh no and he's like trying to explain how like it's also used in buddhism and it also all this stuff and I, in my head i'm just like but nazi but nazi. <laughs> like there's a lot like you could choose so many things and yeah. you choose that like what do you think people are gonna think yeah, you know yeah, yeah. like you're you're fucking dumb if you think that you're gonna rewrite the history of that goddamn symbol which is gonna forever be Ugh. linked to like the most awful genocide right I don't know if there's a competition for most awful genocide. <laughs> They're all pretty fucking awful. Yeah, please let's not let's not start that let's competition. Not, yeah, let's not do that. Let's, <laughs> let's just stay far away from that. We're gonna have to cut that out. <laughs> all right. So I got a weird one for you, May. Okay, a weird one on top of everything. Yeah, okay, because I'm fucking weird. You're fucking weird. Hell yeah. And, and it's a weird ass time. Weirdos so. unite. Yep, that's exactly what the slogan of this crew is called. I'm going to tell you the story of Heaven's Gate. Oh, uh, okay. 
<laughs> Ooh, let me settle in. Okay. So I think we probably all know about this, but do we all really know the nitty gritty about this? Okay. Either way, come with me on this fucking weirdo journey into Heaven's Gate. Yes. <laughs> that's how the founder put it to all his followers, too. <laughs> yeah, and that's how that was the thing. That's how everyone joined. They were like, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I got this from multiple Wikipedias, Rolling Stones, Heaven's Gates website itself and YouTube content. Um, I tried again to listen to the Heaven's Gate podcast, but it's fuck, fucking man. boring. Yeah, it is so dry. And, you know, on Reddit, people really stand for it. Yeah, I listen and to I was it. Like, what? I mean, I did. I listened to like four episodes, mm-hmm. but like forcing myself. Yeah, not because like and I'm really interested in this shit. Yeah, me too. They really so, I think they dropped the ball. It could have been like real good. Yeah. How did you make something super interesting? Boring as fuck. That's <laughs> talent right there. <laughs> All right, so the two founders and CEOs of Heaven's Gate LLC are Marshall uh, Applewhite and Bonnie Nettles. Marshall Applewhite is the one that you guys know. He's the one. Yeah, that's the one whose face comes up if you Google Heaven's yeah. Gate. He's the bald dude with the crazy eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Marshall Applewhite, who later became known as Guinea, then Bo, then Doe, mm. <laughs> was born on May 17th, 1931 in Texas. Okay. My grandma's older than this fool. 1931 that is so old yep he was the son of a presbyterian minister and was very religious as a child oh my god the only boy who could ever reach me (laughs) was the son of a preacher man no stay the fuck away from this we need a we need like a red flag sound yeah it's (laughs) what is what sound does a flag make like That just sounds like a lazy fart. <laughs> like a real smelly one, too. <laughs> so Marshall earned a bachelor's degree in philosophy and then enrolled at the Union Presbyterian Seminary to study theology with the dreams of becoming a minister. Mm-hmm. Do that flag sound again. <laughs> While studying at the seminary, he married a woman and Pierce, and they had two children. Mm-hmm. He decided to quit school and become the musical director of a Presbyterian church in North Carolina. Oh, whoa. He was also a musician. Yeah. There's a lot of things that are similar in like Charles Manson. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also, um, what's his face? Uh, Who tried to murder Reagan? I don't remember that guy's name. Fuck him anyways. Yeah. (laughs) They're they're all Manson-y. Yeah. They're all kind of Manson-y. Uh, he was drafted in 1954 and he served for two years. What is that? Korea? Uh, something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Then he moved to NYC to try and make it as a singer after leaving the military, but that shit didn't work out. So Mm -hmm. he moved and taught music at the University of Alabama. Romanzini. He was fired from this position after staff discovered that he was having a sexual relationship with one of his male students. Not not surprised. Yeah. His religious education was never supportive of same-sex relationships, so a lot of people theorize about Marshall's frustrated sexual desires mm-hmm. that are seemingly at least fluid but maybe completely gay but he did have children so but this was a different time Mm -hmm, like people mm -hmm. had children even when they were gay so i don't know um he separated from his wife after she learned of this affair and they formally divorced three years later in 1968 okay 
Marshall then moved back to Texas to teach at the University of St. Thomas. Around this time, he was regarded as a stylish dresser, a popular local singer, and he was openly gay, but also pursued a relationship with a young woman. Oh, okay. So I think he's bi. He's bi, yeah. Bi-ish. That lady ended up, he, he gets really, really interesting later on. So I don't want to classify him as bi either. I don't know what the fuck okay. this cult is. Did you, <laughs> did you hear the thing about Mr. Rogers where like they unearthed this uh, interview where he talks about like uh, how he's bi? Yeah, I did see that. I love that. Yeah. So that young woman that Marshall hooked up with ended up ending the affair from pressure due to pressure from her family who didn't want her around this stylish weirdo. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Good for them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Marshall resigned from the university in 1970, citing depression and other emotional problems that made him unable to fulfill his duties. However, researchers of Marshall's life found that his departure was also partially prompted by another affair that he was having with a student. Ah, uh, damn. Keep so it he, in your pants. N right. So that's something I want to point out is he seems kind of like very sexual in yeah. his youth. For sure. Which is interesting later and, on. And uh, has impulse control problems because. Right. Because, I mean. Just stop. Fuck who you want, but not your students, <laughs> yeah, my dude. Yeah. <laughs> His father died around this time, which caused him severe emotional distress. And then he fell under some debt since he had lost his job and was basically unemployable because he'd lost two of his jobs in the same way. Yeah. So it caused him to have to borrow money from friends. Okay. Then, in 1972, at the age of 41, Marshall met Bonnie Nettles, mm -hmm. who is the other antagonist to the story. Yeah. She was a nurse who married businessman Joseph Segel Nettles in December 1949. Mm -hmm. They had four kids together. Their marriage remained mostly stable until 1972, which is the year she met Marshall. Mm -hmm. According to the New York Times, Bonnie's marriage first began to deteriorate due to her belief that a 19th century monk oh. named Br brother Frances mm -hmm. frequently spoke with her and gave her instructions oh no Bonnie no also she was conducting seances with mediums in order to contact other deceased spirits oh she also held a circle group at her house every Wednesday what is that I don't know. Something to like uh, fucking try to talk to the dead and shit. Okay. In 1972, Nettles Bonnie went to see multiple fortune tellers who told her that she was soon going to meet a mysterious man who was tall with light hair and a fair complexion. Okay. Which is pretty much Marshall on the dots. Okay. He's tall. He seems short to me. Uh, he's just like skinny. Yeah. Like lanky. Mm-hmm. Bonnie and Marshall met and they became super close friends. Mm -hmm. Allegedly, they met while Marshall was staying at a psychiatric hospital that she was nursing at. Oh. But we don't really know how they met because Bonnie's daughter has said that they actually met while she was in drama school and Marshall was teaching. Oh, so now he teaches drama? Yeah. Okay. They believed, Bonnie and Marshall, they believed that they had known each other in a past life due to their instant connection. Mm -hmm. Bonnie was super into aliens, and she told Marshall that their meeting had been foretold to her by aliens that she spoke with. Uh oh, I was super into aliens as a kid, too. Really? Yeah. It was pretty hot when we were young. Yeah, that's true. On the History Channel and shit, it would always yeah. be about aliens. <laughs> Fuck yeah, E.T., Men in Black. <laughs> Send me, forgive me not. 
Oh, that's a bop. That's a bop. <laughs> Marshall then began investigating alternatives to traditional Christian doctrine, including astrology, because of all the shit that Bonnie was talking to him about. Oh, yeah. Marshall then says that he began to have visions including several where he was told that he was chosen for a role like that of Jesus. It's speculated by a lot of researchers that Marshall was suffering from undiagnosed schizophrenic episodes around this time. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Yeah. Damn. It's like, it's the perfect storm. It's, it is. Or two, two weirdos meet in the night and, and like actually get along and like love each other. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and they just like, God. yeah, totally like feed into each other's weirdness. Yeah. Marshall and Bonnie moved in together, but their relationship was never sexual. Bonnie's relationship with Marshall led her husband to file for divorce, and later she lost custody of all of her children. Okay, that might be a good thing. Yeah. Marshall then completely lost contact with his mother, his ex-wife, and his kids as well. Uh Uh-oh. They believe that they were soulmates, Marshall and Bonnie. Mm -hmm. And acquaintances say that Bonnie had a strong influence on Marshall. Researchers theorize that she was responsible for reinforcing his delusions around this time, but other people think that her influence might have helped him avoid complete deterioration. Although I, I don't know if what happens couldn't be considered complete yeah, deterioration. That's what I was gonna say. Well, <laughs> how, how much lower should we go? Right. Exactly. What What in their opinion is considered complete deterioration? Yeah. Marshall and Bonnie opened a bookstore together named the Christian Art Center, mm-hmm. which carried spiritual books. They also taught classes on mysticism. In 1973, they began to travel around the U.S. in order to teach other people about their beliefs, which they wanted to spread as much as possible. Oh, I bet they had a Volkswagen van. With a mattress in the back. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. because Or with no sex going on. (laughs) Yeah, just the dry-ass mattress. While traveling, they were super broke, so they resorted to selling blood or working odd jobs oh. for much-needed cash. Yeah, They lived mostly off bread, camped out, dashed out on lodging bills, and did whatever they had to to survive. One of their mutual friends from back in Texas had been corresponding with them via mail, and he ended up agreeing to accept their teachings, and in May 1974, he became their first convert. Their, their first follower. I know how that feels. Yep. <laughs> that first Instagram follower. Ooh. Right? Love them forever. <laughs> By June 1974, Marshall and Bonnie's beliefs had solidified into an initial basic outline. They concluded that they were both chosen to fulfill biblical prophecies mm-hmm. and they'd been given higher level minds than other people. Okay. They alluded to Marshall being the reincarnation of Jesus, but they never actually said it. Mm-hmm. They also concluded that they were the two witnesses described in the book of Revelation and occasionally would visit churches to let them know who they were. Oh, okay, guys, it's us. (laughs) (laughs) They'd call themselves the two or the UFO two. Okay. They believed that they would be killed and then restored to life and in view of others transported onto a spaceship. Mm -hmm. This event they refer to as the demonstration was supposed to prove all of their claims. And this was like going to happen in their lifetime. Okay. In August 1974, Marshall was arrested in Texas for failing to return a car that he had rented in Missouri. He was extradited to St. Louis and jailed for six months. 
at the time, he had told the police officers and everybody that he had been divinely authorized to keep the car. (laughs) (laughs) No argument with that. Everybody use that excuse. So when you're pulled over, uh, yeah, yeah, sir, I was divinely authorized Authorized to go over the speed limit. Yep. (laughs) While jailed, he pondered theology and kind of quit discussion of occult topics in favor of aliens and evolution. Mm Mm-hmm. After Marshall got out, he made a pact with Bonnie to contact aliens and to seek out like-minded followers so they could spread their word. Yeah. They published ads for meetings in order to recruit their crew. At these events, they said that they were representatives of beings from another planet called the Next Level and <laughs> and that those beings sought human participants for an experiment. Okay. They claimed that the participants would be brought to a higher evolutionary level. <laughs> I wonder how amazing multiple psychedelics. Because <laughs> <laughs> right? I was thinking, like this, this sounds good. Like, <laughs> if there were what any aliens? chance, if it, if there were any chance that this could be true, and I could join some alien group called the Next Level, right? Ooh, no, that's I the name of the there. planet. But yeah, oh, I guess yeah. that's the name of the crew too. Yeah. Bonnie and Marshall started calling each other guinea and pig since they were like, you know, yeah. leading this experiment. Mm-hmm. They originally had named their group the Anonymous Sexaholic Celibate Church. No, that's not going to work, my guy. Yep. But quickly changed it to the Human Individual Metamorphosis. Him. I know. Okay. Marshall believed that extraterrestrials had visited humanity in the past and placed humans on Earth and would return only to collect a special few. This is semi-based on election, which is a Presbyterian concept from Marshall's childhood, like we remember. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And uh, Marshall said that also that aliens would communicate him th- to him through the show Star Trek. Oh. Just to like, just to sprinkle that extra little bit of crazy on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sh- shout out to William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy. Right? You guys are doing the word, word of the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Marshall and Bonnie sent ads to groups in California who ended up inviting them to speak to new age devotees in April 1975. Okay. There are a lot of similarities between their ideas and the new age movement, Mm -hmm. uh, mainly salvation through individual growth and the importance of personal choice. Dude, I I love California. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm Cali till I die, but... But, My baby cousins are in Boston right now, and they're they're like trying to talk shit about California. I'm like, yeah, wait till winter. Yeah, and good luck with those racists out there too. But right? but California, this is one of the things about California that I don't like. That there's a lot of this sort of um, entertaining bullshit. of this sort of bullshit. Yeah, yeah, because like we're like everybody's so liberal, not like so liberal. I think like the rest to the rest of the world, like just your regular amount of liberal is pretty crazy to them. Yeah. But then you got like those extra. Yeah. 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 Extra spicy people. And I think a lot of us are just like so willing to live and let live. Like, Oh yeah. yeah you do like, you. I don't give a shit. Right. Yeah, f- do whatever the fuck you want. Right. Yeah. That it sometimes it crosses over to like g- giving- <laughs> extra weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So through these talks, they persuaded 25 attendees to follow them. Mm-hmm. Then they began focusing on college campuses. And in ev- September 1975, they got 30 people to leave their homes in college and follow them after a meeting in Oregon. Mm-hmm. That's another this- place. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's another one. <laughs> 
This prompted negative media coverage, which mocked the group and leveled accusations of brainwashing against Bonnie and Marshall. Oh, okay. Oh, so the media knew about them even After back this, in the 70s? After this, they did. Yes. Okay. CBS Evening News reported that the developing religious group was causing several people to disappear. Oh. Sociologists attribute their recruitment success to the eclectic mix of beliefs and the way that they deviated from typical New Age teachings. Because they talk about like aliens and spaceships True. and shit while retaining familiar New Age dialogue. Yeah, there was something for everybody because he had his he had the background in Christian ministry. Yeah. And then she brought the aliens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you put that shit together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she's a nurse, which I'm sure kind of like, I don't know, her you know, just like basic like science yeah and education think, that sound pretty true you know yeah like, yeah you're like oh yeah yeah that's true that's scientific yeah. if you could just get the right weirdo totally yeah. and that's what they did yeah their crew was young and interested in occultism or otherwise already lived outside of mainstream society mm -hmm. most were already versed in new age teachings which allowed them to convert easily to this new religion thing Okay. Oh, I bet they had the best crystals in all the land. Right? <laughs> in 1975, they had about 70 followers, and Marshall and Bonnie began taking the names Bo and Peep. Mm -hmm. They started preaching about complete separation from earthly desires as a prerequisite of ascension to the next level, which is that planet. Yeah. Also, Marshall emphasized passages in the New Testament in which Jesus spoke about forsaking all worldly attachments. Yeah. The group was open only to adults over the age of 18. Group members gave up their possessions and lived a highly ascetic life devoid of pretty much every, every indulgence. Wow. The group was super tightly, tightly knit and everything was shared communally. In public... Members always carried only a $5 bill and one roll of quarters. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know what? There's one thing I have to give to them. I think that usually these things are a scam for money, but it doesn't seem like. Yeah, no, no, no. Right. Yeah. yeah. Bonnie and Marshall aren't like benefiting right. financially off of yeah. this. Like, I think, they like hella just believe it. Right. They're really about that life. Yeah. They're trying to get to the <laughs> next level. They're the realist. According to the belief system, they thought that evil aliens had taken control of human civilization and purposely led them away from the kingdom of heaven with distractions like money, sex, and attachment to physical things. Oh, yeah. That definitely led me away from heaven. For sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but there were also other aliens, which were good, who had come down to Earth from space and implanted themselves inside a human vessel, aka a body. Okay. To sh and they would show, they would show like special humans the way to the next level. So that's supposed to be Bonnie and Marshall. I see. They believed that Jesus and their leaders, Bonnie and Marshall, were examples of those higher beings. Like I just fucking said. All right. <laughs> So the crew ended up becoming quasi-nomads and, like, super reclusive. Yeah. Members were instructed to renounce all friends, family, media, drugs, alcohol, jewelry, facial hair, and sexuality. Facial hair? Yep. Because that's just more stuff. Can't be, <laughs> <laughs> can't be dealing with that hair. They were required to adopt two-syllable names that ended in O-D-Y. O-D. 
they were hella into the master cleanse too. They were? Yeah, that diet where yeah. you're supposed to, yeah. So you eat nothing and you only drink lemon water and cayenne pepper with maple syrup to lose weight. I didn't realize that was so old. It's from the 1940s, May. I thought that was some two, early 2000s shit. No, I know, me too. No, like it's originally written in the 1940s or some shit. So wow. Heaven's Gate, they would do the master cleanse for fucking three months straight in order to purify their bodies. Holy shit. I know. The group was also incredibly structured. All food had to be cooked exactly the same way every time. They had assigned seats like in their house. Mm-hmm. They they had to sign in and out every time they left the house. They kept their living space super clean and they kept meticulous financial ledgers. For example, the last entry was when one member found six cents on the ground and they had oh. like written that shit in like they were six fucking cents. Yes. God damn. These people. Well, that's another that's another thing. I got to give it to them. They're organized. Yeah. yeah they're hella organized. Um, The crew was staying around remote campgrounds in the mid 70s and they wouldn't talk to others about their beliefs mm-hmm. marshall and bonnie or Bo and peep stopped having public meetings in april 1975 and spent a real small amount of time teaching doctrine oh the leaders also stopped having a lot of contact with their dispersed followers many of whom by that time had renounced their allegiance oh Oh, okay. So they went from a high of like 70? 70 to okay. a low. They're probably like in the 20s now. Okay. Bo and Peep started fearing assassination and taught their followers that their death would be similar to those of those two witnesses in the book of Revelation. Uh-oh, paranoia. Yep. Later, when they weren't assassinated, they told their followers that the bad reputation they had gotten from all that media coverage was like a form of assassination. Uh, so oh, they, yeah. they fulfilled their prophecy. Character assassination. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. By 1976, Bo and Peep and Guinea and Pig changed their fucking names again to Doe and T. Mm-hmm. They split their followers up into smaller groups referred to as star clusters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a motherfucking star cluster. <laughs> from 1976 to 79 they lived on campgrounds in the rocky mountains marshall and bonnie began to place higher demands on their followers which was a tactic to improve retention since they had lost so many previously Mm -hmm. they emphasized that they were the only source of truth they broke up any friendships within their group and they would often shift requests and then reason that this was how they were able to teach strict obedience yeah the two leaders limited the group's contact with those outside the movement even some who may have been interested in joining in order to prevent infiltration from hostile parties Hmm. this only worked to make their followers completely dependent upon them yeah i bet the crew was asked to constantly seek marshall's advice and ask what their leaders would do while making a decision so now he's kind of more like a dictator. Uh-huh. But the crew would describe him as laid back and fatherly. And he would like make illusions of choice. Like he would tell them, these are your choices and you're free to disobey me if you want. Right. Which that's like a power tactic too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, he's real. I don't know if he's like just naturally good at this or if. Yeah. He like, taught himself. He's taught himself. Yeah, it's yeah. ooh, it's scary he's, either way. He's very educated, but yeah. yeah, super scary. In the late 1970s, the group received a super large sum of money, which was likely one of their members' inheritances. Mm-hmm. They don't. We don't know how they 
they got that money, but the money changed the fucking game. Okay. They used the cash to rent houses in Denver and later Dallas, and they had a crew of about 40 followers by now. So they would rent out three houses, one solely for Bo and Peep. Oh. They com- they would cover their windows with like foil. Oh, no. This is getting bad. Oh, yeah. And they didn't talk to any of their neighbors. They were instructed to regiment their lives down to the fucking minute. Mm-hmm. Students who were not committed were encouraged to leave and all departing members were given financial assistance. Oh. What yeah. do you think the Heaven's Gate severance package looks like? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you get you get like three weeks of the master cleanse. Just, yeah. Just oh, yeah. Just like bottled. Yeah. Bottled yeah. master cleanse. Yeah. <laughs> like get- 25 bucks in quarters, rolls of quarters. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The freshest and- pair of shoes you've ever seen. Yep. And a fresh haircut. Yep. Nice it's shave. Not bad, actually. Yeah. This is, this cold sound better and better to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do a cleanse. <laughs> right? Marshall demanded quality over quantity in his followers, even though he was often looking for new converts. Okay. Marshall and Bonnie would make sudden changes to the group, once instructing their followers to stay out all night to wait for a UFO, later telling them it was only a test, in order to increase their students' devotion. Okay. The crew became more and more desperate for Marshall's approval, which he was in turn using to control them. In 1980, Marshall and Bonnie had increased to about 80 followers, several of who kept working jobs. Um, so they haven't they actually had like a, a company that they started, which was to create domain names and websites. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're squatters, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's how they like ended up keeping their money influx or whatever that's fucking smart too i know <laughs> in 1982 they relaxed control and allowed their disciples to call and visit family a little bit more but only for a little like really short stays mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they were also instructed to lie about what they were off doing and then you're that, saying they also had their day job so this is like their it night? was a little bit more relaxed yeah okay yeah because they got money now and he had a lot of followers so i think that marshall was super happy around that time yeah But then in 1985, Bonnie was really sick and she had an eye surgically removed as a result of a cancer diagnosis. No way. Yeah. And then after her eye was removed, her doctors told her that the cancer was spreading throughout the rest of her body. But she and Marshall didn't believe the doctors because they thought that they were going to ascend together. Oh, okay. This caused the cancer to spread and she fought for two more years, but ended up dying in 1985. Oh, R.I.P. Bonnie. R.I.P. Marshall told the crew that Bonnie traveled to the next level because she had too much energy to remain on Earth. Mm-hmm. His ex- attempts to explain her death in the terms of the group's doctrine was successful, preventing departure of everybody except for one member. Oh, okay. But Marshall became very depressed after Bonnie's death. I bet. That's his yeah. that was his ride or die. That was for, his soulmate. Yeah. For how long at that point had they been together? Since the early seventies? Yeah, like twenty years. Wow. Actually, no, maybe like ten years, actually, but still ten good ass years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Marshall claimed that Bonnie was still communicating with him, but he began to question his faith. His crew rallied behind him during this time, which greatly encouraged him. He organized a ceremony 
where he married all of his followers, which ended up being one more way to ensure unity. Oh. Marshall told the followers that he was left behind because he had more to learn and Bonnie had a higher spiritual role than he did. And then he began identifying her as the father and referring to her with male pronouns. Marshall Applewhite, male feminist. Right? <laughs> Marshall then emphasized a strict hierarchy, teaching his students guidance of the next level. Their relationship with him was said to be the only way to salvation, and he encouraged the crew to now view him as Christ. Uh-oh. So the prior focus on individual choice was being replaced, and Marshall tried to maintain some aspects of those teachings, but in the 1980s, the group became more like a religion in its focus on faith and submission to authority. Okay, so less of the new agey stuff. Less of like individual growth and more like... Okay. Yeah. Following Bonnie's death, Marshall became increasingly paranoid, fearing a conspiracy against his group. He avoided new converts, again worrying that they were going to infiltrate and harm his crew. Mm -hmm. He feared government raid on their home and began to discuss the apocalypse. Why does this happen in cults? Like, you think they get to a point where, like, you think that, like, Jonestown, like, you think they realize, like, fuck, I'm full of shit and I'm going to go to jail for this shit? Yeah, because everything starts unraveling. And then if it's probably even worse, like, for Marshall, because he really believed that shit. You know? Yeah. So, like, his shit starts unraveling and he just starts spiraling. Like, what am I going to do? The, there must be somebody against me. There might be something cosmic against me. There might, you know? Yeah, he's, like, hella paranoid. Yeah. He predicted that apocalyptic changes would soon occur and that most humans were brainwashed by Lucifer, specifically in terms of sexual urges. Oh. And Bonnie's death also kind of fucked up a lot of their teachings because he had always said that the group would physically and spiritually ascend from Earth after death and then be reincarnated. But her death, which left behind a regular ass body, forced him to change what he was saying and he said, no, actually, ascension is only going to be spiritual. So it's like you say, like, it's kind of all starting to unravel. Yeah, that sucks. He reasoned by saying that Bonnie's spirit had traveled to a spaceship and received a new body vehicle. And this is what would happen to him and his followers, too. Okay. In his view, the biblical heaven was actually this planet, the next level or whatever. Right. Marshall believed that once they reached the next level, they would facilitate evolution onto other planets. And he emphasized that Jesus, a.k.a. an alien, came to Earth and was killed, but his body rose from the dead before being transported onto a spaceship. (laughs) I mean, this this is so fucking crazy. Then Marshall decided that an opportunity existed for humans to reach the next level every two millennia. And the early 1990s would therefore provide the first opportunity to reach the kingdom of heaven since the time of Jesus. Perfect. Yep. So Marshall, by being superhuman and communicative with Jesus, was informed that his crew's souls were to be transported to a spaceship where they would enter other bodies. Okay. Other other human bodies? No, uh, other alien. Other human. Uh, now, like, yeah, they're going to become aliens. Yeah, okay. The group kept a low profile in the late 80s with the public pretty much forgetting that they even still existed. Mm-hmm. In 1992, they recorded a 12-part video series, which was broadcast via satellite, echoing teaches of Christian history and UFOs. Their membership dwindled, numbering as few as 26. 
but over the course of the group's existence, several hundred people had joined and left. The low numbers of crew members only amplified Marshall's paranoia. Mm -hmm. In May 1993, they changed their name again to Total Overcomers Anonymous and spent $30,000 to publish a full-page ad in USA Today warning of a catastrophic judgment to befall the Earth. Wow. That advertisement, go ahead. I was going to say, like, I wonder, did it work? How many followers did they get off that shit? That advertisement led 20 former members to come back and rejoin the group. Oh, former members. Yeah. But still. Yeah. Then he, Marshall did a series of public lectures in 1994, which caused his membership to double. Holy shit. Yeah. So he started getting a little happier. So he spent less time with the crew. And then again, their lives were less strict. So everybody was happier again. Yeah. Yeah. I would like now I want to know what their what their customer acquisition rate is. Like how much they, <laughs> how much did they spend to, to gain each new follower? Let's get a copy of their books. I'm sure they have that shit written down because they're fucking meticulous, dude. This sounds like this one could have been a great businessman. Yeah, for sure. Marshall started posting some of his teachings on the internet because now the internet's a thing. Yeah. But he started getting super butthurt about all of the resulting criticism because that's also a thing that happens on the internet. Oh, you know, that's why Scientologists aren't allowed to use the internet. Are you serious? Yeah, Leah Remini talks about that shit because she says like, or they can use the internet, but they can't, they're not allowed to like look up stuff about Scientology. Oh, wow. So Marshall's videos are, as we would all suspect, scary as fuck. Yeah, they're, this is my favorite. You can find these on YouTube, like Heaven's Gate Cult Initiation Tapes Part mm-hmm. 1 and 2. Oh. He's emphasizing entering the kingdom of God and heaven and the recycling of planet Earth. It's creepy because... He's like, I don't know, like he's just like weirdly calm. Like you could tell that he truly believes this. Yeah. Like he says it like a fa- like a fact, like he's just speaking facts, you right. know, preaching facts. And then his expressions are creepy, like his eyes are all fucking weird. And so what's up with them? They do they fuck with uh, psychedelics or not? I don't know. I mean, I never saw anything that did. And ev- actually, everything that leads me to believe that they wouldn't because they don't like to indulge in anything like that. Oh, true. Okay. Yeah. I think they lived like a really, really clean lifestyle, actually. Yeah. Because it would be so fascinating to like be on screens <laughs> and hear this shit. <laughs> right? It's scary. <laughs> yeah. Um. So now, since the internet's like talking shit to him, he's all sad again because, mm-hmm. you know, he gets all butthurt. Yeah. At this time, he starts to be... Sp- he starts to talk about the possibility of suicide as a way to reach the next level. Uh-oh. Reasoning that since everything human had to be forsaken, the last act would be forsaking the human body. Right. Only then could you ascend. Because I mean, then you've honestly, like completely forsaken everything. Honestly, it makes sense. I know it does. It does. Yeah. Then they renamed the group Heaven's Gate. Oh, this is it. That's the best name, by the way. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, that's like all the other names are fucking dumb. Because like, can't you see yourself wearing a Heaven's Gate t-shirt or a Heaven's Fuck, Gate yeah. cap? Or, like, yeah, for sure. Like you you be on that team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> this is what Don Draper would be like. I've got it. <laughs> Heaven's, Heaven's Gate. Gate. <laughs> He and then he he gets the next fucking slide on the whole thing and it's like fucking Saturn and shit. 
People theorize that the criticism from his internet videos might have been the push into attempting to leave Earth. Obviously, that yeah. makes no sense to me, too. Yeah, for sure. The group then moved to New Mexico in June 1995. Oh, don't and- move to New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know, they got, they got those... Uh, they got like a lot of southwestern art down there and stuff like <laughs> dream catchers and fucking no fucking fucking georgia o'keefe and shit yeah there's some georgia o'keefe they went to the museum and there was like nope that was it they were like this is it we gotta leave <laughs> they purchased 40 acres which they named their Earthship. Okay. but marshall was super weak and sad and shit by now so he had all these plans for these 40 acres, which he ended up not being able to implement. Like he mm-hmm. couldn't do it. He couldn't take care of it. It was so big, you know? Yeah. But so they, that's, that's sick though. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> A 40 acre compound in New Mexico. Oh right? shit. Yeah. So they ended up moving around San Diego and abandoning that compound, which made Marshall even more depressed. Yeah. Oh man. The group had then begun to increasingly focus on the suppression of sexual desires. Um, I know that within the group, Bonnie and Marshall would break up friendships. I don't know if romantic things happened within the crew, but I imagine like yeah. that that's just like basic human nature. Yeah. Like you finally meet some other weirdo who believes the same shit as you and right. has the same weird name and haircut and shit. So <laughs> might as well get to Mackin. <laughs> what else is there left to do, baby? <laughs> Get to Mackin and ascend, let, baby. Let's let these human vehicles do what they're supposed to. <laughs> so Marshall and seven other members opted for surgical castration. What? Yeah. I know that's that's like really scary. To me, like there you have like very deep mental health issues then. That so y- for you, that's the escalation. No, no. I just think like, fuck, on top of everything, like it's like, fuck. Yeah. Like not like I always think, yeah, Marshall's sick, like definitely. Right. But now it's like his followers, they're also very, very, very sick people. That is definitely the leap of faith, you know? Yeah, if, right. And maybe that was his test. He's like, if I can get people to do this, then they'll do everything. Yeah. Obviously, they had a really hard time finding a willing surgeon a willing surgeon within the United States, so they ended up all traveling to Mexico to have the operations performed. Oh, no. Yep. Marshall believed sexuality was one of the most powerful forces that bound humans to their bodies, so it hindered efforts to evolve to the next level. Wait, hold up, hold up. They could, yeah. They, so it wasn't, it wasn't vasectomy? No, they got it, they castrated got, me. Uh, like, shit, they're eunuchs, yeah. Yes, all units were chopped off wow okay and so this is what i think is super interesting too because i think like marshall remember we're saying like he was super sexual yeah in his youth so i don't know if it's just him like you think he hates himself or what is that i think that okay so he's like he thinks to himself i'm supposed to be this ultimate being or something uh, the ultimate uh like symbol of purity and whatever I'm right. G- I'm Jesus again. Right. You know? Right. And I think that he maybe he has these urges and he's like, maybe this is the thing that's preventing us from getting to the next level. It's like me and my urges. Yeah. Yeah. Or, maybe. Or, or our like all of our urges. urges. Yeah. 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 Which you like, you know, it's just human nature. Like I said. Yeah. Um, We could take this out. But remember that movie um, with Kate Winslet, Middle, Little Children? Yeah. Love that movie. Remember the 
Yeah, exactly. It's fucking scary. Um, all right. Why, Michael, did you, why did you want to take that out? I don't know. <laughs> like, we're going to ruin the movie for something? Because that's like right at the oh, end, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll take it out. He also required all members to adopt similar clothes and haircuts to reinforce just like fucking beating yeah. a dead horse that they right. are non-sexual. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they weren't sexy haircuts and they weren't sexy outfits. You know. Michael <laughs> is going to have the sexiest outfits and the best They're gonna haircuts. Thotties. <laughs> gate. Yeah. In October 1996, the group rented a mansion in Rancho Santa Fe, California and learned of the approach of Comet Haley Bop. Okay. It was the brightest comet to ever be observed in the 20th century. It was a bop. It was a bop, eh? <laughs> It was visible with the naked eye for 18 months. Wow. An amateur astronomer in Texas claimed that he had observed something following the comet, which he deduced to be a UFO. Uh-oh. Heaven's Gate believed that shit, because uh, yep, <laughs> you, you know they did. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah. And they believed the UFO following Haley Bop was the gateway to the next level that they had been waiting for. Yeah. The crew recorded two video messages in which they offered their viewers a last chance to evacuate Earth. Marshall believed that Bonnie was aboard that spaceship trailing the comet <laughs> and that she planned to meet up with them. Damn. <laughs> girl Bonnie doing big things. <laughs> He told his crew that the vessel would transport them to an Empyrean destination and that a government conspiracy was attempting to suppress word of the craft. Mm-hmm. In addition, he stated that his deceased followers would be taken by the vessel as well, so they would all meet up with all their ex-homies. Aww. How he learned of the comet or why he believed that it was accompanied by aliens or why he believed that the dead Bonnies was also on that fucking UFO is all unknown. It's yeah. just seems to be like his own kind of like self-fulfilling prophecy like you know yeah for sure like he has to make sense of all the shit he said so right exactly and this kind of like wraps it up in a nice Nice crazy package yep nice little spacey package (laughs) in october 1996 the group purchased alien abduction insurance for one thousand dollars that would cover up to 50 members and would pay out a one million dollars per person in case of alien abduction alien impregnation or death by aliens yo who is (laughs) who is selling this insurance because they're fucking geniuses you never have to pay out you just take that money how can in order, we do this? In order to... No, shut up, May. Listen. <laughs> in order to collect on this insurance, the remaining members of Heaven's Gate would, of course, have to prove alien abduction, impregnation by aliens, or death by aliens. Yeah. This insurance company was uh, uh, pretty much, like, bankrupt and out of business and stopped writing all new policies after the incident that I'm about to discuss. That's why you don't do this shit, May, because what oh. kind of people buy this shit? Okay. People that do this kind of shit. It's bad for business. <laughs> In late March 1997, the group isolated themselves and recorded farewell statements. Many members praised Marshall in their final messages and regurgitated their gospel. Mm -hmm. These are also on YouTube under student exit statements. They're really sad because you see a group of people who are happy, emotional, nervous, but above everything else they're super looking forward to another life not on this earth 
What what kind of people do we see? Like the demographics, old, young, white. There are like very old, like there's one woman that is very old, like gray, gray hair. And then there are like, there's a young, there's like young men that look like 20s, 30s. One of the young men to me seemed kind of flamboyant, like mm -hmm. he was gay. And then they're all different races too. Uh, yeah, it's just really sad. Like one of the girls I remember there, she's recording her statement and she starts crying and they're like, why are you crying? And she's just like, I'm so I'm happy. happy. Yeah. yeah, like I'm so happy. And that's, I don't know, it's fucking heartbreaking. Most of the people that are doing these farewell statements had been with Marshall since the 1970s. Wow. So like that one old lady, she talks about like she's one of the one that uh, joined the group in Oregon back mm -hmm. in the 70s. And she's like, I'm I'm one of the people that disappeared, but I'm still here. Oh, no. I know. Marshall recorded a video shortly before his death in which he in which he termed the suicides a final exit of the group and remarked. Quote, we do in all honesty hate this world. Ugh. Researchers speculate that Marshall settled, settled on suicide because he had said that the group would ascend during his lifetime. So appointing a successor was unfeasible. Yeah. And like we said, there's Marshall has a lot of back and forth with all these claims he's made and then justifying that shit later on. Mm -hmm. The whole crew ate the same last meal at Marie Callender's restaurant. Oh, shout out to Marie Callender's. <laughs> They ate a garden salad, turkey pot pie, cheesecake with blueberries, and iced tea. I'm so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Marie Callender, that Marie Callender's restaurant, the people said that they would go there like every so often, like mm -hmm. all of them, and they would always order everything ahead of time, and they would always all get the same thing, and they always said that they were super nice, super pleasant, and always like great customers. I bet they paid any exact change. Yeah. And they were probably like super polite and shit. You yeah. Know? I wonder how much they tipped. Oh, yeah, for sure. Probably exactly 15%. Yeah. Like, to the fucking penny. <laughs> so we don't know exactly when the suicides began, but uh, this religious scholar, Catherine Wessinger, who actually a lot of like the Wikipedia notes are from her books and all mm -hmm. the research she's done on uh, Heaven's Gate. She believes that they began on March 22nd. Members between the ages, oh, here we go, May, between the ages of 26 and 72 was their oldest member. Wow. Okay. Took phenobarbital mixed mm -hmm. with applesauce and washed it down with vodka. Additionally, they That's secured, what I give Lenny. <laughs> a, a it's an anti-seizure yeah. medicine, right? Yeah. Phenobarbital mixed with peanut butter. Aww. <laughs> Additionally, they secured plastic bags around their heads after ingesting the mixture in order to induce asphyxiation. Ah. Uh. The deaths occurred over three days, with Marshall being one of the last four to die. Three assistants helped him commit suicide and then killed themselves. Mm -hmm. One active member, Rio D'Angelo, had been granted approval to leave the group a few weeks prior to go see some family. He was then sent to tape after their suicide, which led him to inspect the mansion. There, he discovered the bodies, which in the heat of the California spring had begun to decompose. Ugh. Yeah. How did they decide that he was going to be the one, I wonder? I don't know. Maybe it just made sense because he had asked to leave. And so they were like, oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he had no idea that that was going to happen? No. He gave an anonymous tip, which led the sheriff's department to search the mansion, where they found 39 dead bodies lined up on March 26, 1997. Oh. 
Authorities found the dead lying neatly in their own bed bunks, faces and torsos covered by a square purple cloth. Each member carried a $5 bill and three quarters in their pockets. The $5 bill was to cover vagrancy fines while members were out on jobs and the the quarters were to make phone calls. All 39 of them were dressed in identical black shirts and sweatpants, brand new black and white Nike Decade athletic shoes, and armband patches reading Heaven's Gate Away Team. (laughs) Honestly, the outfit sounds fuego. No, he's got marketing down, I'm telling you. This is, uh, what's the name of that character in Mad Men who's a, a copywriter with Peggy for a while and then he cuts off his ear? That fool joined Heaven's Gate. His nipple. He cuts off his, his nipple. His nipple, huh? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, that fool joined Heaven's Gate. <laughs> you remember he was scared of the computer? Oh, never mind. He's not in Heaven's Gate. Though. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. He can't do They're that hella shit. into the computer. Ginsburg. Oh, yeah, Ginsburg. It was the largest group suicide involving U.S. citizens since the 1978 mass suicide of 920 Americans in Jonestown, Guyana, which we will talk about in another episode. How many again? 39 in ours. 39. Jonestown, 920. Shit. Marshall's body was found seated on the bed of the mansion's master bedroom. Medical examiners determined that his fears of cancer had been unfounded, but that he did suffer from coronary atherosclerosis. Mm-hmm. Atherosclerosis. What the hell is that? That's like when you have plaque buildup in your in your arteries. Oh, okay. The bodies and deaths provoked a media circus, and Marshall's face was featured on the covers of Time magazine and Newsweek on April seventh, which actually not a good look. Oh, to like publicize somebody yeah. like that? Yeah. I'm just going to like, yeah. Yeah. I, I think we wouldn't today. I don't know that we would do that, but. Yeah. His final message was widely broadcast where he's all fucking wide eyed and crazy looking. That's I, I cl- clearly remember that as a child. It has I think a, like that's the image you have, right? Yeah. It's a big influence on me. Like when I think cult, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, me too. Me too. Actually, I think of him more than I think of Jim whatever from. Jones. Uh, yeah. Yeah. When news broke of the relation to the suicides and Comet Haley Bop, mm-hmm. the co-discoverer of the comet, Dr. Alan Hale, was drawn into the story. Like, people kept asking him to comment on it and shit. Oh, that sucks. I know. Hale's phone never stopped ringing the entire day. Entire day. Sorry. <laughs> he didn't respond until the next day when he spoke at a press conference on the subject only after researching details of the incident because everybody was asking him and he was like what happened yeah like what are you talking about yeah he said quote the combination of scientific illiteracy willful delusions a radio talk show's deception about an imaginary spacecraft following the comet and a cult's bizarre yearnings for ascending to another level of existence are what led to the heaven's gate mass suicides Sorry, I said that we are what led to a, the Heaven's Gate mass suicides, period. <laughs> uh, yes, he's exactly right. Yeah. And I guess he had told a colleague, too, that he was like, we're probably going to have some suicides as a result of this comment. Yeah. And and then at the press cro- conference, he said, quote, the sad part is that I was really not surprised. Comets are lovely objects, but they don't have apocalyptic significance. We have to use our minds, our reason. Which a lot of people... Oh, that reminds me of that fucking movie. Of what movie? Fucking M. Starts with an M. Sadness. Melancholia. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I... Oh, 
I feel like we're in danger of that a lot, even today. There's because there's a lot of like willful ignorance about science. Because oh it, yeah, because it doesn't because it, line up with your with own religion. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So Ugh. people, yeah, they assume the apocalypse for sure. Yeah. Two former members of Heaven's Gate, Wayne Cook and Charlie Humphreys, later committed suicide after hearing that the rest of the crew had. Oh, oh, that's you. Also feel bad because you're like you feel left out. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Nike ended up discontinuing the Nike's decade shoes after the incident out of respect. But for all you sneakerheads out there, they can be found at a resale price now for about $6,000 a pair. Yeah, I would rock the shit out of those. Me too. That's what I told him. Well, he was like, what are these plain ass Nikes? <laughs> yeah, they're dope though. They kind of look like Cortez's. They do. They totally look like Cortez's. Yeah. All right. So what the fuck happened, right? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> So psychologists theorize that Marshall brainwashed his followers, but a lot of other academics reject that idea as an oversimplification. People speculate that his followers were willing in participating in the suicide because they had become totally dependent upon him. And so they were poorly suited for life in his absence. I was going to say that it seems like, you know, you're going around the country, you're being taken care of by this group Man, of people. Yeah. Yeah. Like if one if he's like, I'm going to do this, like. Whatever, like the weaker ones are going to be like, well, me, too. And then you don't right. want to be the one that doesn't because then what are you going to do? Yeah. With your life, you know, mm -hmm. these are people that had been with him for fucking 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So he isolated them socially and mm -hmm. he cultivated an attitude of complete obedience in them, too. It's also that he taught in familiar terms. So people think that he wasn't being psychologically controlling because they actually believed this narrative. And so did he. Right. Most of their crew turned out to be described by family and friends as longtime truth seekers, hippies, or people generally just trying to like find themselves because mm -hmm. they were already involved kind of like in the new age movement. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. A ton of media was then focused on Marshall's sexuality the New York Post called him, quote, the gay guru. This is fucking bullshit. Gay rights activists argued that Marshall's repression and society's rejection of gay relationships is what led him down this path to suicide. Mm -hmm. That's failed to gain full support from academics who argue that his sexuality was not the primary driving force, mm -hmm. which they think it was just one of a variety of factors. Right. Whatever the hell it was, Marshall had charisma. He was a fucking preacher. Yeah. That dude was a master at getting others to follow him. He knew how to spread the word of the Lord. He would be a, an influencer today. Oh, for sure. <laughs> he would be at fire festival. <laughs> Blessed be the fruit. <laughs> E.T. phone home. The Heaven's Gate website still exists. It's still extremely 90s looking and is run by the two remaining members. Oh, they're actually running it. Yes. Okay. It has about 20 paragraphs of run-on sentences and includes all the statements from some of the original crew that committed suicide. The email is also still very active, and if you email them, they will email you back. Ooh, creepy. I was scared. I wanted to, and, I'll, and then I got real scared. I, I know. Like, no, I'm not going to do this. Fuck this. Let's email them from the Drama Club website. I mean. No, May. They're going to put a hex on us. They're going to send <laughs> us some crazy shit in the P.O. box, like somebody's oh. nipple. Maybe they'll send us shoes. Ooh, that'd be tight. And that's the story of the Heaven's Gate cult. Ah, oh my God. Good job, that's Steph. That's just crazy. Ugh, 
it's just so it's it gives me the willies, you know, like yeah. I keep getting like chills. It's scary to me that one person could go so far down this path, but then like to gain followers with yeah. him, you know, that's what's really scary is like, I know just like how much. See, I don't think he's evil. Like, I don't think he brainwashed them. I think he mm -hmm. believed it. He totally believed it. Look, he castrated himself. He lived among them just just like them. He wasn't driving fancy cars. He wasn't yeah. doing any of this bullshit. He wasn't like macking on all of his crew like Jim right. Jones. Like yeah. that fool seems like fucking evil to me. Like he had his own vendetta. You yeah, know? for sure. And another thing, he wasn't for a minute. It sounded like when you said that they said that they hate this world, like it could they could have gone the way of like maybe taking other people out, you know, oh, yeah. civilians. But it wasn't like that. They were just about that life. They yeah, wanted to get sure. to the next level. For sure. <sighs> well, that's Heaven's Gate. You want to know something awful about Marshall's family tree? Yes. His So remember I told you he had two kids? Uh-huh. So his daughter's daughter, so his granddaughter, yeah. she went to jail for poisoning her adopted son. No. And his son's son so his biological grandson uh -huh. was an evangelical preacher who was convicted in 1984 of the bludgeoning death of a 16 year old girl holy shit that's crazy right so, so there's there's yeah. something going on in there yeah for sure Ooh. they have a mental health issues marshall for sure yeah bonnie too though bonnie had i don't know and bonnie was some sort of it sounds like she was maybe a psychiatric nurse or Maybe something? yeah yeah no yeah she worked at a psychiatric hospital. Oh God! I know. Wow. All right. Well, that's the awful story of Heaven's uh... Gate, y'all. <laughs> if you like stories about Nike Cortez's cults, <laughs> suicide, yeah, um, hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at Drama Club Pod. Hit us up on the website dramaclubpod.com um the hotline me oh yeah at the hotline 505-539-0556 hit us up on the next level you know oh email us yeah drama club right? pod at gmail.com yeah yeah and uh yeah that's it talk to you guys next week yeah bye however whatever with your helmet <laughs>